have you ever just had a day where you feel like you're battling your imposter syndrome all day long or your self-doubt or your fear of failure? Any of those like mental game days where that I call it a cassette tape. That cassette tape is just negative and putting you down and all of the things. Well, today's episode is some insight on how I battle those days and I hope it helps you too. Welcome to today's episode of the Success Mandolins Podcast. We're so excited to be jumping into season five, and we're going to be talking about health, fitness, self-care, mental health, tools you need, the resources you need in order to run a business in your best self. This is not a season where we're talking about getting into shape or getting a beach body. Like, th- throw that out the window. I am talking about taking care of your body, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health. When you do these things, you're able to run a better business because you are in the best version of yourself. Now that's something that is constantly evolving, but that is what we're focusing on for season five. And I am so, so excited about it. So grab your headphones, your water bottle, a glass of wine, because yes, I am still drinking a glass of wine, please and thank you, and let's dive into this season. As business owners, as humans, there is oftentimes a time where you have to kind of battle your self-doubt or your fear of failure or imposter syndrome is like the buzzword for the online business space, right? It's something that regardless of how long you've been in business or what kind of business you own and run, it's something that we all have to battle. So I wanted to kind of give you guys some quick tips on how to battle self-doubt on those tough mental days. Now, when I go through these three tips, what I want you to keep in mind is some of these tips are going to work really well for you and some of these tips you're not going to be able to implement right offhand, okay? So let's talk about taking a break. I'm big on if you're having a bad anxiety day, if you're having just a bad brain day, as I like to call them, is to take a break. Now, sometimes this break is the rest of the day. Sometimes this break is an hour, 20 minutes. It's kind of whatever I'm able to make happen that day and how bad my brain day is going on. So if my bad brain day is situational, like for example, there's been a mistake on a client account or I'm navigating a tough situation in the business, then a lot of the times I need to take a 20 to 60 minute break, something long enough that I can get a snack, take a walk, maybe escape into a book for a little bit, write some gratitude journaling down, whatever that looks like for me that day to kind of reset my head. I did this a couple weeks ago when I was navigating a client issue and it was really pulling me down throughout the day. I had a hard time focusing. I had a hard time completing tasks and I did what's called like a brain reset where I shut everything down in the business. Basically, I shut my laptop and like turned my phone on do not disturb and 
took an hour to myself. I wrote down uh, things I was grateful for. I read my book for a little bit, ate some lunch, and then kind of came back and tackled the rest of the day. Now, it wasn't the best for most productive day I've ever had in my business by any means, but that little break helped me reset, recalibrate, and get the things done in my business that needed to happen that day. So, Unless you're in the middle of a photo shoot or an appointment or something like that, you should be able to take at least a 20 minute break and realign your headspace. Now, sometimes that realignment is temporary and you kind of try to go back into that positive mindset and maybe it's only going to last you through the rest of the day, right? And then you're going to have to really come into things a little differently the next day or possibly you'll have to finish taking care of the issue before you can get back into positive uh, headspace. In either scenario, giving yourself a break is going to help you tackle the rest of the day. Now, if you're in the middle of a busy day where you're in back-to-back calls or you have appointments back-to-back or you have photo shoots back to back, you know, and you're not able to get that physical 20 minute break. Even if you're in the middle of something, let your client know like, hey, I need to take care of something really quick. Give me 60 seconds or two minutes and step away from the client and just do a couple of really quick breathing exercises or some grounding exercises. I believe I've talked about this grounding exercise on the podcast in the past where you do like a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 to kind of center yourself. This is especially good if you are panicky or having an anxious moment or an anxiety attack or you feel one coming on. If you can be aware, that's the big thing here. If you're aware that it's coming on, one of the grounding techniques that you can do is five, four, three, two, one, and it's five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can touch, and one thing you can taste. And then that way you're kind of brought back into the moment, back into the situation, and grounds you rather than letting your mind continue to go down the path of whatever you're feeling anxious or panicky about. So taking that 60, 90 seconds to kind of ground yourself can really help in the moment. And then when you're able to come up for air, getting a a longer break, especially if you've been back to back, I would say if you can take an hour, then take an hour. If you can kind of be done for the day, then be done for the day. You can also choose a stopping point. I know as business owners, we have this running to-do list of things that needs to be done for our clients and in our business, especially if you are a virtual assistant, an online business manager, that sort of thing where your to-do list is never really finished. It can be difficult to walk away from the day, especially if you have unread emails or Voxer messages or Instagram DMs, right? But if you hit your cutoff time for me, that's between three and four o'clock. If you hit that cutoff time and you have things coming in still, then you need to be done at the time you say you're going to be done. Now, if you're having a particularly bad day and you have the type of client 
relationship where you can let them know like, hey, I need like the rest of the day for a personal day. Is it okay if I put the out of office on? Then having those conversations can be really helpful too and gets you the break you need. Now, again, as business owners, if you need to have a hard stop and your regular hired stop is three or four o'clock, then that day, especially you need to make yourself have that hard stop at three or four o'clock and do something just for you. It's not for the business. It's not for a client, whether that's reading at I'm big on going for a walk, obviously, <laughs> or for me, it's writing, spending time with my son, cooking dinner for my family, those different things that really pulls me away from the business because it's it flips the brain. I get I take the the business hat off and put the mom and wife hat on, and that kind of helps me, you know, reset for the next day. If you don't have those roles in your life that really takes you away from the business, I think it can be a little harder because you don't have another role to slip into. So for you, I would suggest taking time to do something just for you. See if your friend can meet up for coffee or, you know, drinks. If you want to do a a FaceTime, those types of things. Do one of my favorite things to do when I'm like nervous, excited is a dance party. I'll crank up the Struts or Hailstorm or Dorothy, like super loud and uh, rock out to anything that they've got going on because I love all of their music. And that always helps put me in a positive mood too. So number one, take a break. And depending on your situation, the different breaks you can kind of take. Number two, take a look at what is giving you self-doubt. Now this is, I recommend doing this after the break and you're in a better headspace. So a couple weeks ago, I was navigating a client issue and I was kind of looking this issue inside out and figuring out what's going on. I didn't think what was happening was happening, not in a denial sort of way, but more of a, it just goes against our procedures kind of way. And then realized like, oh my goodness, that is what happened. And I started questioning like, should I be running a business? I can't believe we I made this type of mistake. I don't have the right to run a business. All of these like spirals and really concerned that we were going to have this terrible client experience. And of course, my brain, you know, terrible client experience. The business is going to burn to the ground. She's going to tell everybody we were awful, that sort of thing, right? So taking a look at that issue and asking myself, has it happened before? If it did, did I put the proper steps in place to make sure it didn't happen again? In the situation that I'm referencing, it's never happened before. And so I didn't have training in place for my team for something like that to never happen because it was never a prior issue. So What the situation taught me is if X happens in the business, I need to dig a little deeper instead of saying, well, it's just a weird, like not a coincidence, like it's just a weird offhand thing. It's not going to happen again. Instead of saying that, I need to, okay, let's get to the root cause of this issue so that we can put or I can put the training in place for it to not happen again. Instead of assuming that since it's never happened before, it won't happen again. 
So taking a look at what is the situation that has you spiraling? Is it a client complaint? Is it a mistake that you made? Is it, you know, something that you can fix off the bat? Or is this something that needs a new SOP? And figuring out what the action is oftentimes can help you get out of that self-doubt because it goes back to an Instagram post I posted a couple weeks ago. There's no, in my opinion, there's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing as making a mistake that you can't come back from. Now, you may lose a client. You may have to send a refund. You may have to, you know, put new training in place, but it's simply a learning opportunity. It is a blip on the radar of your business. So figuring out what you can do better next time, what you can do so that it doesn't happen to another client is a learning opportunity. It's a way to improve your business and improve the next client's experience. So I want you to consider that if your self-doubt is coming from a situation then understanding that one, you're human, two, nothing is going to be perfect, you're going to make mistakes, and three, what are the steps to make sure it doesn't happen again? If you're already on your way there, then you're doing great. You deserve your business and you deserve to have a place in the community. You all know that I am big on conferences, education, and investing in your business. And if you're looking for a conference dedicated to animal photography, you have the opportunity to learn from the animal photography experts. Animal Image Makers is hosting their 2023 conference this April. This four-day conference will be packed with professional pet and animal photographers, highly qualified instructors, and a wide variety of workshops. If you're ready to meet like-minded individuals who show the same passion for animal photography as you, this is 100% the conference you have to attend this year. Come to the conference from April 13th to April 16th, and only 48 seats remain. Don't miss your spot. Register at www.animalimagemakers.com and use code SUCCESS2023 for $50 off of your registration fee. So one, take a break. To get to the bottom of it. What is making you anxious? What is making you panicky? What is making you self-doubt? Once you get to the root of it, then put an action plan in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. Now, if your self-doubt doesn't have a current root, then dig a little deeper. When I first started going to therapy, I <laughs> it didn't matter how little the issue was if a client needed to talk to me, like just sent a simple like, hey, can we meet this week type of message, I would spiral for hours and hours and days until I had that call. When most of the time it's like, hey, can we do some Q4 planning? Or hey, can I get your opinion on pricing? Or hey, can we work through this new promotion? It was very rarely something bad, right? But when I first started going into therapy, if a client reached out in that situation, I was talking to my therapist and I was just like, if they're reaching out, then they're upset and then they're going to be upset and they're going to write a bad review and they're going to tell my all their friends not to work with me and they're going to do like this huge Facebook post in these groups that I'm a part of to not work with me because I'm terrible and my business is going to burn to the ground and then I'm not going to have any income and then I'm going to have to go back to work. And it's just like 
this awful spiral. And my therapist, her name is Christy, she's like, take a breath. And I want you to ask yourself two questions in this scenario. I said, okay, what are the two questions? She said, how likely is the scenario that you're spiraling about? So in my example, how likely is it that this person's going to blast me negatively all over Facebook? And she's like, and then when your brain says that anything is likely, because, you know, someone who has anxiety, that's absolutely what our brain is going to tell us. What evidence do you have that that's true? And once you kind of start asking yourself, and again, it's, it's, you have to kind of get into the habit of being self-aware enough to recognize that that's where your mind is going. That's where your brain is going. Then, okay, I'm getting this email in. They want to have a conversation or I'm getting an email in and they're unhappy with something. Okay. If my brain starts saying, oh my goodness, they're going to fire us. They're not going to work with us again. They're going to tell all their friends. Okay. Do they say any of that in their email? Before I get on a call with them, I have no idea how upset they actually are. Unless they're coming at me cussing with big capital letters and bold and exclamation parts all over the place, which has never happened to me in the five years of business, knock on wood, they're probably not that upset. It's a matter of figuring out how to fix it, giving them the game plan that we're putting in place to fix it so that it doesn't happen again, and implementing the the new changes, right? So what evidence do I have that that's what they're going to do? And then I can calmly tell my brain, there is no evidence, sit down and shut up. (laughs) It's the same thing that I want you to do. If you're feeling anxious or you're feeling panicky or you're doubting yourself, what evidence do you have that supports your anxiety? If you are anxious over the delivery of a gallery, When was the last time you had someone upset over a gallery? And if it's recent and that's why you're anxious about it, maybe it's the first gallery you're sending out after a client complaint, what was the client's complaint and did you fix it? Or was there not a problem in the first place? If your gallery was on par with your work and they've seen your work and they hired you because they liked your work, then it's not you, it's them. If it was a lighting issue, like... Let's say it was a super bright day. Uh, Maybe their only availability was noon and you didn't have an inside option. Then maybe it's not going to be on par. So what's the solution? You never shoot at noon again. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. I'm not saying that like jokingly. I'm like, if you can avoid it, you don't shoot at noon. Okay, unless it's inside. So that's why I want you to kind of think about if, if you're feeling anxious over a certain issue, why are you feeling anxious over it? And what are the steps that you can do to help get rid of that anxiety? Okay. All right. So possibly if, especially if you're new in realizing you have anxiety and you're learning how to manage it, very possibly you could just be sitting in like your anxious puddle and not realizing that there's a root to it. This was something that took me a lot of practice because I used to live legitimately. I used to live in a state of constant anxiety. So when I first got diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder, 
I just stayed there. I didn't know there was a different way of being. I didn't know that there was a way that you could like walk into a room full of people and not feel like you're going to throw up. (laughs) Okay. So when you're new to possibly being diagnosed with anxiety or you're understanding what anxiety is and that this is this is where all of these feelings are coming from, then it can be a bit more difficult to figure out the root. So what I want you to focus on is instead of trying to get to the root, is just trying to ground yourself, trying to get out of the anxious feelings. And this is a lot of practice and it's a lot of hard work. And that is when I would, I mean, I recommend a therapist regardless, but that's when I would recommend working with someone that you're comfortable working with, whether it's a therapist, a pastor, the religious leader of your uh, belief system, or simply a friend that can help you navigate it, okay? Whoever you trust. For me, that was a mix between my therapist and my business coach, to be honest. She helped me through so, especially business-related anxiety. She helped me a lot to kind of work through those issues. So figuring out... Who can you kind of lean on as you navigate managing your anxiety to help you figure out what your triggers are, to help you out of those spirals when it's a lot more difficult to recognize them and then manage them after you've recognized them. Okay. All right. So next point number three is in order to help you navigate that self-doubt and help you come out of it, point number three is I like to keep happy notes. And what a happy note is, is anytime a client has positively said something about me, my team, the business, that kind of thing. And I keep these in, I have them in several places, to be honest. But I have a happy notes Google folder in my Gmail. I have... Uh, starred messages in Boxer, screenshots. Oh gosh, I think I have a a folder in my like photos where I have like my library with different screenshots and videos and kind of reading over those. I highly, highly recommend having a space within your email or your phone that's just a reminder of all of the times that you've made somebody's day because So, so, so often, myself included, we work our butts off in these businesses and one negative experience can feel like our business is falling apart, okay? And it's, and it kind of knocks us off the rails and we're sitting here like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I don't, I don't know what to do with my business now. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Maybe, you know you kind of start spiraling, right? If you've had one negative experience in six months, look at the 50 or 100 or 200 positive experiences that you've had in that six months. You clearly know what you're doing. You are running a business, okay? Whether it's a side hustle or six figures or multi-six figures, You are out here doing the thing and you are making an impact, a positive impact in the people that you work with. So I want you to help shift your perspective in these situations. This is, you know, it's easier said than done. It's easier for me to sit here and say, you need to shift your perspective. Everything's fine. You deserve to have a space when you don't believe it. So I want you to have 
physical evidence of the incredible business owner that you are, the incredible person you are at your craft. So screenshot those Voxer messages, save those emails, look at your Google reviews or your reviews on The Knot or Wedding Wire, Facebook, and remind yourself that, yes, did this negative thing happen? Yes. Does that make me a bad business owner? No. The only time it's going to make you a bad business owner is if you actually made a mistake and you don't own up to it or you retaliate in some way, okay? Handle it like you would want someone to handle a client complaint that you had. That's all you can do. That's, that is how you run and grow a business. I'm sitting here, I've been in business for five years. I've sent refunds. I've had clients have negative experiences and we have gone back and figured out, okay, what do we need to change? What do we need to fix in order for it not to happen again? And in every instance that a client has had a less than positive experience, we fixed the issue and I've not had a client have the same kind of negative experience with the business. We're humans and we're going to make mistakes. And I want you to understand that it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to mess things up. It's okay to lose clients. It's okay to send refunds. We have all done it. If you've been in business for, I would say, over a year or two, not everyone is going to be happy. And that is okay. It is not a reflection on you as a person, on your worth, none of that. So I want you to take these three tips. One, take a break. Two, get to the root. Three, remind yourself, show yourself the physical evidence of the positive impact that you make on the people you work with. Those three things will help you a long way in the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome of your business. I hope you guys get some good nuggets out of today's episode. I would love to hear your your favorite nugget or what you're going to be implementing to help you battle self-doubt by tagging me on Instagram at successbeyondthelens, or you can tag my consulting brand over at jen with two n's dot bays. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you next week. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week. Oh,